Hello, hello, hello. So I have some absolutely amazing news before I start this episode of the podcast. This month, Des Kelly Interiors will be sponsoring my podcast, The Shane Walsh Podcast, to celebrate Sleep Timber. Des Kelly Interiors are an Irish-owned business specialising in all things beds, mattresses, flooring, carpets and home furnishings. They have nine showrooms across Dublin, Kildare and Meath. This month, they are celebrating Sleep Timber, where they will be running massive discounts across all nine stores in their bedding department. They'll be talking all things sleep on their socials, so make sure to tune in. I've always talked about the importance of sleep and I've had the amazing Tom Coleman on and he has done the research for Des Kelly on this side of things as well. And I'm honoured to be working with a brand that values sleep as much as I do. They have a huge range of beds and mattresses as well as a dedicated fitness connection range. They have very kindly offered and given me a discount code for all the listeners. When you quote Shane Walsh in store, you will get 10% off all beds and mattresses. So hope you guys enjoy the episode and massive thank you to Des Kelly Interiors for sponsoring the podcast. Hello, hello, hello. So before I go into today's episode, I would just like to announce that the next intake of the Female Fat Loss Programme is now open for applications and it's starting on the 3rd of October. So all the school stuff should be out of the way then and you'll be able to focus a little bit more on yourself. I'm already seeing that with clients who are in the current group that we have and then the one-to-one clients that I'm working with at the minute. Their focus has been shifted towards themselves and kids are settled, sport routines are set, all that kind of thing. So what makes this program a little bit different from everyone else else's program that's out there? And the biggest thing that I would say is it's an education program. And what I mean by that is it's going to aid you and help you to get away from that silly restrictive dieting that people do at the minute. I'm trying to provide the education why you probably need to eat a little bit more regularly throughout the day that will probably reduce the snacking in the evening and probably help you over the weekends. Try to reduce that all or nothing mindset that you may have also promote and help you with the cravings the education around your cycle when to give yourself a little bit more fuel when to reduce your training when to push your training you'll have a tailored program with videos as well everything is tailored towards your nutrition your training everything you'll have recipe books which are my fitness pal friendly so you can use those as well nothing is off limits i encourage you guys to have chocolate every single day i encourage you to have carbs every single day and most programs that you hear about six weeks is like you're going to lose 10 kilos in a day by licking carrots that's not what this is about this program is here to educate you to help you to guide you and it's not a dictatorship if you feel something is up you have me via email you check weekly check-ins with me there's a facebook group where you've got like-minded people in there as well and the results that are coming out of it are incredible probably what probably better results than i thought that were going to come out of it even being 100 honest but that's a sign of who's in the group the like-minded people that are in the group and i think the 70 to 80 percent kind of renewal rate that people are kind of signing up for the next program and next program is a credit to the people that are in the group and a credit to the people that are yeah the people that are in the group so if you're interested in working with myself in the female follows program starting on the 3rd of october Click the link below and I look forward to seeing you guys there. Hello, so today's episode is a question that I probably am surprised that I haven't covered before on the podcast, which is in relation to how to stop falling off the wagon with your diet. And it's something that I think I've probably discussed in, and I vaguely remember discussing it with Coach's Corner episodes and other episodes, but I probably haven't done an episode on itself. And I think it's something that an awful lot of people out there do struggle with, with the yo-yo dieting mindset and then the whole thing of falling off the wagon. So my whole week or whole 
yeah, whole week or whole month is written off. And I really wish people would realize that the wagon or the dieting wagon isn't a thing. You can't jump on the wagon and you can't jump off the wagon or you can't fall off the wagon. And it's seemingly a universal way to express that you've actually messed up yet again with your food choices. You can't mess up what you are doing. That's a massive sentence to hear. And it can be a pretty painful and uncomfortable image that comes to mind because, come on, no one really wants to come off and fall off the wagon. It hurts. And if you think about your parents or you think about your siblings or you think about you, imagine you talk to people about someone who is potentially, imagine someone falling off a wagon like in the old Western movies and they get kicked by a horse and they fall off the wagon. It hurts. But it has no real place when it comes to talking about the foods and how you've potentially inevitably screwed up for the 20th time this year or whatever it may be. And whenever my clients tell me they've fallen off the wagon or aka that they failed, I kind of almost kind of have a wry smile on my face and kind of say, well, it's not a thing. So how have you failed? And it confuses the clients at first because when I smile at them or I kind of make a little bit of a joke out of it, when they're feeling at their lowest point, some of them can get a little bit frustrated, 100%. And... Others can feel like they've let, they've let themselves down. But then I kind of explain it to them and they think that I'm a little bit kind of like nuts or a little bit crazy, especially when I tell them they haven't failed at all. Because it's important to realize that it's okay to mess up. Life is not going to be this straight line. Dieting is not going to be this straight line. Fitness is not going to be the straight line. Health is not going to be the straight line. Life is not going to be a straight line. But you haven't messed up at all. I think one of the tools that I've kind of brought in with some of the clients in the last little while is kind of a reassessment time tool. And I think falling off the wagon creates time and space for you to step back and reassess if this is the latest nutritional bent is actually good for you. And ideally, we'd all take this step before the point of no return, but the crash and burn certainly gets our attention and takes a lot of our mind, mind and headspace up. But instead of like dousing the flames that are now kind of going around and they're all along the and reflecting on what we could could have done differently, we tend to stay put and watch the fire build to greater and greater heights. We put fuel on the fire and let it grow and grow and grow. We're paralyzed by fear, shame, overwhelm, grief, disappointment, you name it. Well fear is that you're never gonna change. Shame is I am wrong for for doing this. Overwhelm is lost sight of your goal. Grief, you feel that you've lost something. And disappointment that you're disappointment, disappointed in yourself. This is a chaotic storm of emotions. And it builds really, really quickly. And it's easily overcome as well. And it can be easily, it can overcome us quite easily, should I say. And it's it can get this little feeling of out of feeling out of control with food and ourselves. Everyone who's been on a potential diet or been on a yo-yo diet or whatever maybe knows this feeling. And there's almost like a community community element of it and talk to each other about the challenges they've tried and failed and all this kind of stuff. 
and we make a joke about it people make a joke about it and they bond with each other that have struggled about inverted commas staying on track then if you look at it again then you kind of go back into what you had been doing a few months later and you hop back on that diet chain hoping there will be a different outcome despite having nothing changed not have changed absolutely nothing with your own mindset around how we think about food or how we feel about ourselves because often it's not the food that's the issue it's how we feel about food and how we project onto food food's generally not the issue it's how we feel about ourselves our self-esteem or self-worth that's generally what the issue is but trying the same things over and over again is insanity and insanity is is literally by definition is doing the same thing over and over again expecting a different result but yes the variable changed slightly the diet but not enough to create a different result because you are the key here not the food plan doesn't matter what plan anyone goes on if the mindset hasn't been worked on it's going to be very difficult for long-lasting change and the sentence that i would always say to clients is can you live like this for the next 5 10 15 years i'm not saying being on a diet for the next 5 10 15 years what i'm saying is with the current nutritional process that you're taking right now can you live like this and more often than not when they try that approach they'll say no okay so i'm like well that's well that's going to be the insanity part it's going to be the definition of insanity you're going to try that over and over again and nothing's really going to change so we need to work on your relationship with food we need to look at reducing the all or nothing mindset many people have many people have spent years in this dieting mindset and mental trap it's so much easier to look for solutions outside of our actual selves but they always ultimately lead to the same place and that's ending up nowhere that's not not changing anything over time we have to look at the, a little bit more inwards and turn that lens inwards to create real shifts in ourselves. I'm not going to say it's an easy task. I'm not going to say it's comfortable. And in this kind of inferno of flames that I spoke about a second ago, but that's where the real nitty gritty of where we can actually change and process and change the actual authentic. And the authentic you that's going up in flames is the actual thing that's blowing up right now. And people may not get that analogy. That's okay. But you need to kind of follow through with this a little bit and ask yourself what parts of you are aching and are singed from getting those getting burnt in those flames you're sticking your hand into the flames what parts of you are aching and are singed is it your ego is it your pride is it your sense of accomplishment is it your vulnerability is it your inner critic once you recognize the mental and emotional areas that you are that are scored are getting scorched you'll naturally want to go find some cooling refreshing water to soothe them and stop and stop the self-injury Imagine if you were had one of your kids beside you or had an injured dog beside you. This recognition marks the beginning of your reassessment. You have to look a little bit more inwards and unearth these triggers and bring them to your consciousness in order to examine and heal them. They're not good or bad, but they're simply a part of you. Doesn't make them they are you, doesn't make them their facts about you, but they have become a part of you and you've believed those stories for so long that they've become a part of you can they be quashed yes i literally had a conversation with one of my clients this morning and we were talking about kind of like stories that she had been speaking about and she's like i'm 42 i've never challenged i've not have any tools i'm kind of like well have you ever thought about potentially going to therapy have you ever thought about challenging any of these stories okay and she was like i don't know how okay and i gave her an exercise to do and gave her to do it for a couple of days or whatever it may be and 
the answer back was how have I never been taught this before and the light bulb went off in her head there's a little bit there's a lot more work to do and there's a lot more stories to dissect but those stories that are you think are protecting you are almost hindering you with your goal and I think it's important to be able to examine and heal those stories they're not good they're not bad they're simply simply a story that's protecting you and learning to cope with them is a necessary part of moving past falling off the wagon which isn't even the thing you might struggle in the future with nutrition as we all tend to but you won't look at these situations as a failure anymore rather they are an opportunity to analyze what you've put yourself through and a sustainable fit for you and your health so what does this actual reassessment look like what questions do you need to ask yourself well the first step is to reflect on your experiences mentally emotionally and physically during the time you're on this diet make a list of positive and negative negative experiences were you hungry all the time i would say that's the take for most people was it the bad i'll, I'll strangle someone for a cucumber right now hunger or manageable and okay how were your moods did you feel lower did you have better days or did you have lower days what happened to your digestion did you have more gas or bloating or did that go away did you have more migraines joint pain how were your stress levels take a minute and really dredge through your experience look at where you hungry look at your mood look at your digestion look at your actual hunger your, your headaches aches pain stress levels it's important to reassess look at the other elements and look what's common in all the diets that you've tried the ones with the silly names write those out and look at and ask those questions again rewind about two minutes were you hungry were your moods down or were they up did you have energy did you have libido did you have digestion issues did you have headaches did you have joint or stress issues look at the common themes that are coming up And the final question you need to ask yourself is, was this diet beneficial for me? Because a lot of people will say, well, the diet worked for me, but I put 10 kilos back on. That's the definition of the diet not working for you. We can all lose weight. 100%. We can all lose weight. But it's when it's coming to a maintainable approach. That's what's difficult for an awful lot of people. Because the mindset hasn't been worked on. The inner stories and inner critic hasn't been worked on. The stories that we are, are blocking ourselves and our inhibitions are blocking us from truly committing to the process. Those stories of fear, those stories of remorse, the fear of rejection, fear of failure, perfection, all these things. Self-sabotage, which I don't people I don't think people I think people use that language too quickly. Oh, I've self-sabotaged my diet. No, you haven't self-sabotaged your diet. What you've done is you haven't addressed the internal dialogue and that's being projected. That's essentially what's going on. So look back at the array of your experiences and take into account the mental, emotional, physical ups and downs. What did you learn from your time with these diets? Did it teach you things about yourself? They always do, by the way. And if so, what did they teach you? This is a massive and it is a crucial step. 
when we understand what we've actually taken away from our experience, we can make an informed decision about what we want for ourselves in the future. Suddenly that meadow that has been on fire becomes less hot. The fire gets put out and we start to come out of the panic and find ourselves again. So that fire that's been burning that we've been putting our hand in and getting singed all the time, that's calming down because you're looking at and reassessing and reevaluating, saying, well, why didn't this work? How did I feel on it? So if it didn't work previously and I didn't feel great on it, but then was it the right approach for you? The right approach for Mary down the road and the right approach for me right now are two very, very different things. And I was having a conversation with a client on check-ins last week and one of the things that she brought up was a conversation with friends and they mentioned a very extreme diet called keto which is basically no carbs which is misery in my eyes and they're saying that they were going to go on keto and keto works for people would i advise it to majority people no it does work but your life is a lot better for an awful lot of people with carbohydrates in your life you're a much nicer person with them but it's kind of that kind of tribal thing of my diet needs a name rather than actually addressing the issues that are going on internally for that individual carbs aren't the issue food isn't the issue generally for an awful lot of people it's how they feel about themselves is what probably needs to be addressed more often than not number two that i'm going to talk about is a thing called realization time and like reassessment is an active self-directed way of achieving the shift we need for the inner critic to step out of the judgment shame paralyzed zone and into the self-improvement self-love zone and realization is that next step it's about recognizing a larger pattern that runs throughout of throughout all of our experiences around food so we can develop a supportive nourishing and satisfying relationship with it rather than one based on guilt fear and self-blame guilt means i've done something wrong think of like someone going to jail they've done something wrong fear means that it's kind of like i think about fear as false evidence appearing real we all have fear and one of the things that i heard in a in an amazing book was fear is one of the things that we all have in common i think it's ryan holiday's new book uh, courage is calling and he talks about fear is something that we all have and we all have in common if we didn't have fear nothing spectacular would change like the example that ryan uses in that book is the example of madame curie if madame curie didn't want to change anything nothing would change and we would stuck where we were if people didn't want to go and go up to space we wouldn't know about the other planets if people didn't know about sport or whatever it may be those people are putting themselves up for ridicule on a daily basis they would never ever do anything but they are clear on the what they why on the why they do something yes they get paid handsomely but they're clear on why they want to do something they're clear what they enjoy and realization is the next step it's about recognizing a larger pattern that runs throughout all of our experiences around food so we can get rid of that pattern the pattern i'm talking about is one that we're often all too familiar with we get on that diet wagon which doesn't exist hold on for dear life fall off the wagon without warning you get kicked like buckaroo 
pick yourselves up eventually, feel lost and disappointed, then repeat the same dance weeks or months later. You keep repeating that pattern without actually addressing any of the internal dialogue, without changing any of the patterns that you're doing. And you could come up with these self-professing stories like, I haven't got time, I, which means you, it's just you have time, it's just that it hasn't been a priority. It takes away the blame. In that it drops that people-pleasing element that everyone else is ahead of you. That yes, you may be a busy working professional parent and you may have kids and stuff, but you need to make some time for you in there somewhere and maybe less than you probably want to, but some time is better than no time. And this self, this vicious self-defeating cycle, and it has to stop. This common dieting experience has people living in the world of extremes where people are swinging wildly from on a diet to off a diet and never stopping in the middle a place of balance peace and moderation but how do we find this elusive seemingly mythical moderation and that's what it may feel like for people it might feel mythical and it isn't different for any for every and it's how do i say this and that moderation is it is different for everyone it's also a moving target what's moderate for you now might not be moderate for you in a few months and that's the way i feel my perspective has changed on nutrition and training my goal has changed in nutrition and training in the last little while and that's great i'm excited by it i wasn't enjoying the process that i was doing for a long time so finding something new that takes me out of my comfort zone which is going back to play sport after 10 years of missing out on it for one last hurrah the last dance if I want to compare myself to Michael Jordan it's taking myself out of my comfort zone and now applying what I know now about making sure my hydration my nutrition before match days and training days and my sleep are all good that's going to benefit me I'm older I'm more I'm wiser but if I brought the old habits that I was using when I was 10 years younger, nothing would change and my performance would, would not be there. I have to be a little bit more cautious. I'm 10 years older now. But I'm going to try and give this the best 10 months that I possibly can. And look at, right, I may get injured, which I've already been injured already. I've already had a couple of trips to physio. But that doesn't mean I stop on my goal. That doesn't mean I beat myself up just means that I have to alter my goal. I think you need to look at it, it's evolving. Your diet isn't a static thing. It evolves with you as you discover more about the fruits that bring you satisfaction and make you feel great and ones which which ultimately don't. But nothing is off limits. It's the hardest people is like, yeah, but what about this? I'm going to put on weight. It's like, no, no, no. If you're still thinking like that, you're probably not in the best position to be dieting right now. If you're still feeling that carbs are going to make you fat, fats are going to make you fat, sugar is going to make you fat, you're probably not in the best position to diet. Can you get some to, can you get to a place? 100%. But to get you those everlasting results and sit in that kind of balance and kind of sit at that maintenance stage where you have the tools in order to, to stay where you are, rather than trying to be on a diet or bulking or whatever it may be, you need to look at that. I think health lies in finding your own personal moderation. 
and each time we fall off that proverbial kind of fall off the wagon it allows us the choice to swing back just a little less far between the next dieting craze that's out there to choose a more moderate response and realize hiding in the extremes is a reaction to feeling ashamed for failing I see this learning process happens the most rapidly in my clients once they choose to pursue their health by trusting their own bodies rather than striving for weight loss, better skin or any number of things that they're trying to do. They actually try to choose to listen to themselves instead of pushing to extremes, doing silly hit sessions after the workouts, feeling they need to do loads of endless amounts of cardio and googling what's the next dieting craze or dieting guru is saying. They choose to seek out foods that offer them pleasure and joy when they eat them. Not the right number of calories or grams of fat. Counting calories is a great tool for an awful lot of people, but it's also not a great tool for an awful lot of people. If you find that counting calories isn't for you, then it's not the tool for you. Like I know in the female fat loss program at the minute, it can be a little bit more difficult for some people to not know. And my fitness pal has changed. And that's some people are struggling with that adjustment and there's a resource in the files for them that allows them to kind of like, how can I track calories without having to, to scan the barcode? And it does take a lot of, a lot to let go of that deep pro- programming of diet and wellness culture that's out there and see that food can offer us much more than the fuel and a way to lose weight. It can feel like a mental gymnastics that's going round and round and round and to realize we actually don't have to be miserable around our food. Food is always going to be there. Listen to that sentence again. Food is always going to be there. So it's up to us to adapt or to adjust and work on our inner workings and our inner background. We're worth a hell of a lot more than a number on a scale or a pant size. But these deep realizations that disconnect our self-worth from what we eat help us to start to see what we haven't failed and when we've fallen off a diet. We have been given an opportunity to see things through different lens, to reassess our approach, recognize our values and needs around food and realize that they probably don't line up with the party line of the diet industry. But has that party line led you down the right direction or the direction that you say you want to go? Like the ultimate decision maker when it comes to food is you. That's a big sentence. If you feel good and satisfied with the food you're eating, great, keep at it. If you feel worse over time or something, you feel like something is missing and you've cut out a food group, it's time to switch it up. If you're dieting, if you're if your diet or your lifestyle, and my I've changed my language around what diet means. Diet for me means lifestyle diet means doesn't doesn't mean quick short-term fix just like moderation success and failure are malleable terms and depend deeply on context like for me failure isn't just isn't possible around food it's not something that we can decide to omit from our lives because we are we are we need it like each time we interact with food, we have an opportunity to learn and integrate that experience into our future feelings and actions. It's a social aspect. If you're going out for meals and you don't know and you don't feel comfortable doing that, it's bringing you anxiety, you're not in a position to diet. 
you need to address what's going on. You need to address why is it so important for you to potentially be liked? Why are you listening to other people? Like this is by no means an easy task. But know that curiosity and honest questions will lead you to in the right direction. The wagon isn't a thing. It's a thing created by marketing people. So how could there's how can we kind of reduce that kind of falling off the wagon part? I think stop restricting yourself would be one. There's no need to take out a complete food group. But someone will say, well, I've, I've lost weight when I've cut out carbs before. It's like, obviously you're going to lose weight when you cut out carbs. You've removed a food group from your diet. You're 100% going to lose weight, but you're not going to be able to stand with it. You will, if you tell yourself you can't have something, guess what's going to happen? You're going to tell you're going to want it even further. And you're going to overdo it when it comes into it. You can only say no for so long. You're relying on willpower and willpower is a finite resource. Instead of omitting the food groups, focusing on a balance of decent protein, regular meals, more veggies, more fruit, and some whole grain carbohydrates. Number two would be let yourself, don't let yourself get too hungry. When people hear the word diet, they almost think misery, and misery loves company. And you don't have to be hungry on a diet. You don't need to feel famished. You don't need to be on poverty calories. You don't need to deprive yourself. Because then what's going to happen is if you let yourself go hungry, you're just going to eat everything in the evening. If your day is no breakfast, really small lunch, very small dinner, guess what's going to happen after dinner? You're going to eat everything. And then on the weekends, you're going to run, run, run everything away again. So something has to change. I'm not saying you have to have breakfast. But eating regular meals throughout the day will help you a lot more. And then the, the, the objections will come back when I'm, I'm really busy. It's like, are you too busy to eat? Are you too busy to give yourself some food? I would question that. Potentially sitting down or going doing a booking online, a shop, and getting that delivered to your house could ease the pressure for you. Potentially ordering in a meal prep company if you're financially available to do that potentially stockpiling a few meals in the freezer so you can go to those in the days you don't feel like doing something. A sandwich could do for lunch. Bowl of porridge in the morning. Your regular dinner that you're having with the kids in the evening. And then you're having some chocolate in the, in, in the evening afterwards or an ice cream. Like there's a couple of ideas straight off to my head. And a lot of people would say, well, there's carbs in there. I can't have a sandwich. I can't do this. I can't do X, Y, and Z. Why can't you? Nothing is off limits, remember. You can't fall off the wagon. The wagon's not a thing. Generally, it's the mindset that you're bringing to it that's the issue. It's not the food that's the issue. It's your mindset towards things. You set unsustainable goals is a, is a, is a really big one that's kind of coming up an awful lot. You're telling yourself that you want to lose 20 pounds in a month and then seeing that it's only gone down five and then you give up or it's gone up and then you run away from it. That's a self-projection. That's projecting onto a piece of plastic and saying, I'm a failure because it's gone up. Or it's a projection of, I haven't been on my normal routine. And then you potentially had a couple of nights out or you went away on a hen or whatever it may be. 
and you've stepped forward on the scales and it's gone up and you're almost expecting it to go down because it hasn't gone down you feel like a failure you're not a failure you're human that happens to all of us the weight's going to fluctuate doesn't make you less of a person if it goes up or down that's a fact it's your emotional attachment to that number you don't get annoyed when the weather changes you don't blame yourself for when the weather changes same with the weighing scales the other thing that I would kind of say is that you need to be a little bit sounder to yourself just be sound JBS if you have a piece of chocolate or you have a donut during the day that doesn't mean you failed many people think that even they have one thing they've wrecked the whole thing they've fallen off that wagon you haven't fallen off the wagon that's what I'd call probably balance that's what I would call probably being human that's what I'd probably call being sustainable that's probably what I would say is going to give you the long lasting results that's probably what I'm going to say is what the issue is your, your element is probably looking at what perfection and what I would probably advise you to do is exercise that first in, the ex- in this podcast and then the second ex- episode is right second exercise I would get you to do is write out what a perfect day of eating looks like write it out five days seven days of what perfect day of eating looks like now look back and say how many times have you stuck to that so it's not perfect it's not a perfect day dieting plan it's not a perfect day of eating it's a, it's a it's an unattainable so what is balance for you what is moderation for you try that exercise I guarantee you'll be very surprised what you think it is when you move away from trying to be perfect all the time life is a lot better perfection comes from trauma comes from grief from comes from bullying comes from parents whatever it may be when we're earlier on in lives but being a dick to ourselves won't solve anything being a dick to ourselves doesn't solve shit it brings shame it brings guilt it brings loneliness it brings anger or builds grief remorse the list of emotions it could bring are endless and that could be linked to your self-worth and how you perceive yourself. Your self-esteem is what you think everyone else thinks of you. Potentially therapy is what you need. There's nothing wrong with therapy. Therapy saved my life. People will say, well, I'm not bad enough to go to therapy. It's like, I think everyone should be in therapy. From hearing the stories that I hear on a daily basis, most people need to be in therapy to address and try to unwind these stories. But most people don't want to do it because it's uncomfortable. But what's more comfortable? Staying where you are, which is potentially not content, or maybe short-term discomfort for a little while longer, or a little bit more discomfort for short-term, for long-term success for yourself, of addressing the emotional voices going on in your psychology, of addressing that fear, that remorse, that guilt, that shame. If you've got food guilt or food shame in your life, dieting is probably not for you because food guilt means you've done something wrong shame means I am wrong for having that now that takes it that's a personal personal example as what I mean is you're making it personal you're making it as if it's your fault but why can I have the foods that you're blaming yourself for not having and you can't because you've got silly food rules and the silly food rules have been learned from somewhere so you can't unlearn them again food guilt was learned from somewhere so you can unlearn that again 
but the reasons why you're falling off the wagon is potentially because there's stuff that hasn't been addressed internally psychologically and you don't have the tools in your arsenal right now to address them or don't want to address them but not addressing them isn't going to work for you long term it's running away from the problem you it's not your fault you haven't been taught how to deal with your emotions josh Connolly's episode is amazing for this so just to let you know the wagon isn't a thing just to let you know you can't fail a diet just that to let you know you're not failing well what probably needs to be looked at is the internal dialogue challenging that voice challenging those stories challenging where those emotions are coming from because you are more than enough most people can't even define what enough is how can you say you're not enough if you don't know what enough is something to think about there's a couple of exercises in there that i would look at doing about how you felt when you were on the previous diet so write those out look what's in common moderation is different for everyone balance is different for everyone being a dick to ourselves won't work i think it's important for you to address that internal dialogue before you potentially go on another diet or work with a coach that can help you or a psychologist or a therapist that can aid you on your journey but going it alone or going for another quick fix or another fad diet isn't going to address stuff fear is always going to be there fear is a good thing if we didn't have fear we'd never get out of our comfort zone fear is a good thing fear makes us makes us uncomfortable but it's a good thing there's a lot of stories running around people's heads right now they don't know what to do with them haven't been taught how to deal with them and then they expect the diet to fix all that internal dialogue once again the diet's the, the wagon's not a thing it's a made-up term it's like sins and swimming clubs it's not a thing it's a buzz term so i hope that episode has helped if it has helped please do drop me a dm share your stories with me and i'll be able to guide you or whatever and point you in the right direction address the stuff that's going on the food's not the issue food is always going to be there food isn't the issue what the issue is generally there's a lot of untapped emotion and resources that you're afraid to let go because you're afraid of failure we learn more from failure i've had a massive element of something that hasn't gone right with the work recently that doesn't make me a failure hence the wording that i'm using about myself but it doesn't make me a failure it makes me right this wasn't the right time to do that but I'm not going to be a dick to myself. I'm not going to punish myself. It's not going to solve anything. What can I do? I can try and just kind of say, right, what what do I focus on now? The, 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 the stuff that I have at work. It's the same thing for you guys. So hopefully that makes sense. So if you enjoyed the episode, please do tag me up on your story. If you want to work with me in one-to-one, the link is in the below notes. And then if you want to work with me in the Female Fatless program, then you can pop the, there's a link below as well. And uh, yeah, I look forward to hearing from you guys. And thank you so much again for listening. Please do tag and share and leave a review up on iTunes.